Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Teaching kids about money, why it's not as easy as one, two, three. How financial apps are replacing the old-fashioned piggy banks and the vital lessons we all need to learn about cash. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast on personal finance and investing. I'm Lucy Warwick-Ching, FT Money's digital editor, and I'm bringing you a special podcast dedicated to teaching children how to manage their money. The piggy bank is dead. Children as young as six years old can now have contactless cards that parents top up and control via smartphone apps. But are these innovations an effective way of teaching the next generation about managing money or a pricey gimmick? Which app to choose will depend on how much financial freedom you want your children to have. Are you happy for them to have their own debit card that they can use in shops and online? Or would you rather they were limited to a cash card that can only be used to withdraw money from ATMs? Our FT reporter and parent, Jonathan Mould, has been researching the best accounts for his children. And he joins us in the studio to tell us what he has, or rather has not, found. Jonathan, tell us what you've discovered. Well, I have three children aged 8, 10 and 12, which means our eldest has recently started at secondary school and we start thinking about things like paying for the bus fare and the and the tube fare in the morning. So we wanted to encourage him about money. We also see lots of children are getting smartphones from their parents at this age. And I was amazed at how ridiculously easy it is to get yourself a, a new iPhone for free from Carphone Warehouse and a contract for as little as £13 a month when and the kid can text and call as much as they like. And yet then I started looking around at trying to get a bank account with a card for my child to actually pay to get to school in the first place and hit lots of roadblocks. So I guess you've been particularly disappointed by the lack of kind of innovation on behalf of the high street banks. Um, Tell us about that then. Well, every bank will say to you, yes, we have lots of children's accounts, which is sort of fine for my 12-year-old. But if you're under 11, then there's suddenly a a big no. We won't won't give your kid a a bank card, the the tool, uh, the basic tool of, of accessing your money even though there are these wonderful new fintech startups that are offering children a bank card, the kind of smart card, contactless card that we're all used to from the age of of seven or eight upwards. And did you have a look at any of the apps that are out there? I did. And there are these uh, card services. There's Nimble, Osper, GoHenry. They'll give you 
a contactless smart chip and pin card just like us adults are used to and there's an app where you can for each of them where you can follow your children's spending and you can load money onto the account or auntie doris's birthday gift which are all very wonderful but there's a price to pay for those ones and that's because they've They've got to create a viable business model, and and unlike the high street banks, I guess they can't take deposits and and lend money. So you end up having to pay a subscription, which feels like a bit of a swizz when the rest of us are all used to free banking as as adults. And that seems not a very good preparation for your children. And so what did you go for in the end? Have you made that decision yet? I must admit, we went purely on price, which I think is fair enough in, in a banking context. And the... The options seemed to come down to there was, there was uh, Go Henry that charges two pounds ninety nine a uh, a month. Um, there's Osper which charges two pound fifty a month, and there's Nimble which charges one pound fifty a month. Now they also have different charges on those, but uh, Nimble, which was the lowest, also uh, they charge you after the first um, withdrawal from a, a cash machine each month. And there are overseas charges, but our kids don't tend to keep pulling money out a lot. So that that seemed a a decent option uh, to go for. Okay, thanks very much there to Jonathan Malls. You can read the full FT Money cover feature on teaching your children about money later this week at ft.com forward slash money. So we've just heard from a parent looking for ways to teach his kids about money. Now let's talk to one of the growing number of providers that's launched into this market. A listener contacted me last week to tell me about this provider and said she's using this app to help her teach her son about managing money. The app is called Rooster Money and it is essentially a budgeting tool. It works very much like an online piggy bank allowing parents to top up their children's accounts with pocket money. When a child has enough to buy something, they can then flag the chosen item on their account for the parents to buy. I'm joined in the studio by Will Carmichael, co-founder of Rooster Money. Will, can you tell us a little bit about what motivated you to set up the app? Sure. So on on a personal level, I used to work in advertising, um, specialising in financial services. And what really came out of that is, is how emotional finance is, particularly personal finance. And that actually finance is so important in everything we do and our sort of well-being and what you call financial well-being. So became really interested in actually how do you build confidence in money? I think particularly looking at, at children, it's a huge opportunity to develop habits, positive habits around money. And there's a huge amount of research out there actually saying that by the age of six, seven, you can start shaping some of those habits, which will stick with you for life. So I guess we were looking at a vehicle that would help us do that and make it contextual. So Rooster Money really is designed to take lessons about money and put them into the everyday um, to help parents have positive conversations about money. And that's really our aim. The other thing just to say is that that I see technology as a huge enabler in this. You know, in the UK, um, between sort of, well, around 85% of two to 15 year olds have access to a phone or a tablet. So that's a great opportunity to actually bring to life in a cashless, increasingly cashless society, um, money for kids. And how would you say that Rooster Money differs from the other apps out there like GoHenry and Jonathan mentioned Nimble? Sure. So Rooster Money is designed to take kids from their first steps. So you can add, um, you know, your kids age three or four onto the app. You can use this like a reward chart. Um, So you can award stars and then you can move them into giving pocket money. So an allowance, setting goals. 
you remain the bank of mum and dad with us, so we don't take deposits. And the idea is that you have, as a parent, control over the ins and outs, so that you're there to have that conversation. And really, the idea is to, to move you to, to graduate into a bank account at the right time. So perhaps I need to get my four-year-old signed up. <laughs> and you conduct something called the Pocket Money Index. Um, can you tell us about your findings? What, what do kids want to spend their money on these days? Yeah, so the, the Pocket Money Index really came out of, of questions that we got from parents. You know, what is the right allowance to be paying my kids? What, what are people saving for? What should I be encouraging them to think about? And, and it's been a really interesting sort of survey. So in terms of what kids save towards, um, the most popular things are holidays. They like saving towards those. Mobile phones, those are big value items. And actually parents encouraging kids to start thinking, OK, if you want to get it, you've got to save towards it. We've got, you know, in, in terms of things they spend it on, it's, it's things like fidget spinners, apps, um, the magazines in the shops, all those things. And actually you see the, the discussions that are going on between parents and kids from that. OK, you want it, you've got to pay for it. So I guess that cuts out the um, annoying conversations you're having in the supermarket as to when your child asks you for a couple of pounds for a magazine or something. Yeah, and I, I think talking about this, making it contextual, you know, the nice thing is you're in the supermarket, they want to get that magazine with the plastic toy, and you're like, oh, I really don't want you to get that. You're never going to read it. Well, you can actually say, okay, what are you saving towards? Do you really want to get that magazine? It's going to be the expense of your Lego Death Star. And you can deduct it in front of them. And you're empowering the kids to make a decision and removing that pester situation. Thanks very much. That was Will Carmichael, co-founder of Rooster Money. You can read more about his app and others on ft.com forward slash money or in the FT weekend newspaper this Saturday. Finally, let's turn to what makes children save and spend. Research from the University of Cambridge says people's money habits are set from as early as age seven. If we leave financial education any later, then children could struggle to pick up good habits as adults. Greg Davies, a behavioural economist at Oxford Risk, joins us in the studio to talk us through the importance of getting to grips with finances from an early age. Greg, so what makes children behave in certain ways towards money? You tried the famous marshmallow experiments on your own child, so can you tell us a little bit about what this study is and why it's so important. Yeah, I actually I tried it on both my children, both when they hit the age of four, which was where the original academic research focused on. And, and the marshmallow experiment is very simple. You, you sit your child down, you put one marshmallow in front of them, and then you say, I'm going to leave the room, I'm going to leave you on your own for 5, 10, sometimes in the, in the original experiment it was as long as 15 minutes. I'm going to leave you, and if you at the end of that time have not eaten the marshmallow in front of you, you will get two marshmallows. And so what this is, it's effectively a test of self-control of children. But also, of course, it gives a sense that waiting can deliver benefits. It gives a sense that you know money compounds or that interest is there. Why this is so important is when these tests were first done in the 1970s, they followed up the, the experimental subject several decades later. And it turns out that the children aged four or five who were able to resist eating that marshmallow did substantially better in all sorts of aspects of their life later on. So instilling this sense of self-control, this, this deferred gratification and, and giving children a sense of that, uh, that ability and why it's important is actually one of the things that can make them more successful in all sorts of aspects of their life because we have to put in hard work to do well and that requires delaying the immediate gratification. And can you tell us a little bit about how children learn or, or what are the techniques for perhaps um, getting them to manage their money? Well, you mentioned the, the Cambridge ev uh, evidence and the, and the age of seven. There is an 
awful lot of talk about the importance of financial education, um, both at an adult level and a child level, so education in schools and classrooms and seminars. And I have to say, the vast majority of the evidence that looks at financial education in a classroom setting tells us it's, that it's an incredibly expensive way of achieving almost nothing. So what we really need to do is, is if we want to get our children to make better financial decisions, firstly, we need to get them early and we need to give them familiarity. So two things, it has to happen in the family context. So firstly, parents giving their child, uh, their children some access to money or familiarity with money. So the pocket money is actually, you know, this is not just a nice to have for kids. This is something that, is, that gives them vital experience at an early age that will have uh, uh, benefits later on. But also something as simple as talking about money in your family. I mean, in many families, money is almost a taboo subject, sometimes between couples, never mind with children. And that can be extremely harmful uh, later in life because we simply don't develop the apparatus to enable us to, A, be familiar with what money means, B, to make those trade-offs. If I buy this now, I have to sacrifice something else, and C, this notion of, if I save now, money grows over time. And those are really the three most important things we need to instill. And so should we be uh, perhaps encouraging the children in, in the supermarket, maybe giving them some money and saying, can you go and see if you can get the best value tomatoes? Or, I mean, what about kind of hands-on experience? Well, I think hands-on experience is vital. I, I, you know, I'm not sure I can see my children getting too excited about the best value tomatoes but um, <laughs> certainly you know giving them a small amount of, of, of money to spend and going you get to choose and you have to look at the prices of things and you have to see you know do I want two really cheap things or one slightly more expensive that familiarity and getting to make a choice in the moment is, is, is really valuable. Thanks very much there to Greg Davies. That's it from the FT Money Show this week. To get in touch with our team of writers or ask one of our experts to look into a financial dilemma, please email us our address, money at ft.com. We'll be back next week at the usual time. Goodbye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.